0: Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Okay, random thoughts about game mastering, campaigns, and prep. And we'll talk about that after this. All right, I just saw an interesting YouTube video by Andrew the Dungeon talking of telling telling uh, GMS you have to prep. My first thought was, "Well, duh," but I've been doing it for a long time, and I understand the need for something like that because this is a the the current edition of D anD D exploded and brought with it a whole lot of new players and GMS. That want to experience the game or games, depending on whatever game you're playing. So the GMs, they need to tell you need to tell them you have to prep, which is okay with me. Now, I've got a I remember here, here's an example. I remember when my grandson Gage was at North Texas RPG Con. He was having a lot of fun. We were in the dealer room and he says, I'm gonna buy this module. He saw a module there and says, Are you sure you want to buy that? He says, yeah, I want to buy that. I got players at my school and da, 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 da. Okay, fine. Uh, I purchase it for him and I get him. And he takes it with him. I never, you know, like a couple of weeks later, he wants to run something for the other grandkids, my, my granddaughters. And he said, I'm going to run this module. And the first, and I was supposed to be in there with him playing on his game. And my first thing out of my mouth was, did you read it? He said, no, I'm just going to open up and do it. Well, he learned the hard way that you've got to read through it first. That's your prep. You know, you decide how you want to run this and all that kind of stuff. Because the game was, well, saying it was slow was generous because he had to stop, like, for five minutes at a time and read whatever he was supposed to read as the Game Master. And he didn't. So I asked, I said to him after a while, I said, now you you know, you got to read the module first, okay? And he said, okay, okay. So, you know, there's that. And uh, Enter the Dungeon broke down like active prep and passive prep. I said, okay, active prep is when you're sitting down, working on the scenario, working on the, you know, the campaign, whatever. Passive prep, I understand. That's all the other times you're not doing it, but you're thinking about it. And the people who say, oh, give me an hour and I can come up with a game. That's because they think about it a lot. I mean, I do think about my campaign world once in a while, but not as much as I probably should. But at the same time, I can come up with something in an hour. I have. I've, I've told you before. I've come up with a game. I came up with a game with the for the Thursday group driving driving there. But I already had prep for the scenario. I for the for the area I was going to use in my campaign. I was using the Orange Coast again, my burner world. And I said, "Okay, I know what's there. I know what cities are there. What's going on?" And I just outlined it in my head before I got there. I whipped out my my tablet I think it was my tablet. no it wasn't my it wasn't my uh, laptop. my tablet went to OneNote and wrote some stuff down and then I jotted down a few other things on an index card and away we go. But that is something that some GMs do. Some GMs can do that, but they've already put the time in in their head. That's why he said this one guy says he never preps. He says his friend never preps, but he actually preps more than any other GM he knows of because he doesn't do it. He doesn't do active prep. He's, he does it like he'll outline like three or four things before the game and then run it. Sorry, friend, you're still prepping. Now, I don't think that should be used as an excuse to never write anything down or anything like that. I'm just saying, that's the way he works it. So that's one thing that you have to get through the, to to new to new GMs. You have to do the prep, and how you do the prep and how much you do the prep is up to you. It has to be. Now here's uh, getting ready for another old man Grognard um, story. When I was young, I liked to draw. I still like to draw. I still draw stuff. I draw stuff for people. I draw stuff for myself. But I really loved cartoons and comic strips. And it's like, this is what I want to do. And it bugged me that if I was taking an art class in school, they would start me at the very beginning with, you know, still lifes and all this other stuff. And No, I want a cartoon. Well, you got to know the basics first. Okay, got that. All right, fine. Got the basics. But I saw... What bothered me was I saw nothing out there. Nothing. I'm not talking about mail-order Joe Kubert stuff. Nothing out there that could teach you how to be a cartoonist. It's just something you develop. Same thing with comics. Like, I'd love to do... I want to do a comic book. Okay, I can do a comic book. How do I write it? Well, there are... This one guy says, I do mine this way. I do. Another guy says, I do mine this way. Another guy says, I... And it's all different things. This is the thing you have to get across in GMs. One, you have to prep. And two, you got to figure out how you're going to prep. Because there is no... Because I was always looking for a mentor. I was always looking for a system where if I follow A, B and C, it will give me D, the finished product. Well, I had to, I had to finally come to the conclusion that I just got to work out something that works for me. It's kind of like being on a diet. You know, they have all these diet plans out there, but they won't always work for everybody. You just gotta, You just got to figure out a way to do your nutrition yourself or find a plan that actually works. It's trial and error. And let me tell you, when you do that with your game, you can only get better. I mean, I stunk as a GM. I really did back in the day. But I'm more confident on it now. And I've got some tips, tricks, and other things and other systems that I've tried to pass on to you people that work for me. If they don't work for you, Okay, I understand. Oh well, you gotta find something else that does. There are several people online that I've learned from that work for me and may not work for somebody else. Hell, um, um Sly Flourish, that guy. Yeah, that works for me. The lazy GM, DM, yeah, that works for me. A lot of it does, but I pick and choose what I want to use for him, from him. And I pick and choose from another area, you know, just try some what you want to do is when you prep put down what you think is going to work there are certain things to me that are standard stuff like monster stats the monsters you're going to use put down the stats and have something handy in case you have to throw something at them you didn't write down what i mean by that is have the monster book handy but don't page through it during the game that is you should put that mon- you take your, mon- your monster book and put it behind a glass that says, in case of emergency, break glass. That's when you access it. Now, uh, there's other ways of doing it too, like if you're a fan of first edition AD&D, open up the DMG in the back. It's got all the stats for all the monsters in the monster manual, just as, as a chart. Boom, 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 boom. You can do it that way. Or... Um, there is a, I think I got it over here. I got something from Square Hex, wonderful company by the way. They're British, and it's it's the BX Monster Monster Compendium, and it basically does the same thing in a little pamphlet form. And it is if you're running BX, either you're hell, if you're not running BX. Um, I'm talking old school here. I mean, you may be able to do it with the current edition, but I don't know. But I would always have that at my at my like my right hand, you know, right over here on the side in case I needed to look up something really quick. Because not only does it put everything into BX terms, it'll put it'll put like one E and two E monsters that aren't in BX into BX terms. I like that. So that's kind of a given. That's kind of a given the the uh, the monster stats also uh, you it might behoove you to write down where exactly the is this taking place as in you know it's gonna take place in this area this city this forest okay and you know do that maybe you can come up with a plot hook or two for that you know this is the kind of stuff you just kind of throw out there and see, you know, throw it against the wall and see what sticks for you. And if you go into the game and you use these things, okay, these two things didn't work, but this one was great. So you keep that, and next time you prep, try something else. I mean, I've done... I mean, one of the reasons I'm all about benchmarks is because I want to take an NPC and just have him interact with them, not really thinking they're gonna that the characters the player characters are gonna get in combat, combat with it, but I have something I can go on. you know, nothing nothing big like their AC hit points, uh, number of attacks and damage. That'll get me by for most monster lot all monsters and a lot of NPCs too. If I really need a stat, I'll write down an outstanding stat or two and that will affect the combat. But like I said, Those are the kind of things you do, too. As far as monsters go, I determined at one point in a game, when I was prepping, okay, I've got a whole bunch of whatevers, goblins, orcs, um, bugbears, you, you name it. All right. They are all going to do a set amount of damage. I don't care what weapon they're wielding, whether they're wielding a longsword or an axe or even claws. I may give a different, I may give a different damage die to a bite or something like that. But at one point it's like, okay, these guys are this tough, so they're all gonna do a d8 damage. These guys aren't so tough, so they're all gonna do a d6 damage. So that's the way I like to play it. And it made my games a lot smoother. A lot smoother. You guys can steal that by the way if you want. <laughs> But I think you get the idea. You got to do, you get one, you got to do the prep and you got to do what works for you. It's always what works for you. If you can run a fantastic game with what you're doing, you're ahead of the game. Absolutely ahead of the game. All right. I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail at Spotify for podcasters. We are monetized, so as little as ninety-nine cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Uh, for single donations, go to my Ko-Fi page, ko-fi.com slash man grognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash old man grognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me regularly. Juan Carlos Lowell and Gilbert Sarez and Benjamin Brodel. Thank you very much, guys. For other good podcasts, Dan Gregg's Young, Y-U-N-G Young grognard Podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandit Ski Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrodcard at gmail.com. Tune in next time with Radio Grocknar key size is on the air.